Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. In times like these, it's important to know who you can trust. At last, a news source that's reliably reliable, informatively informational, and never wrong. Unfortunately, you're not listening to it. Instead, you're listening to The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Charles Firth and uh, with me today are Andrew Hansen and Dom Knight. Uh, big story of the week, of course, uh, the work choices scheme introduced by Scott Morris. Sorry, I mean, uh, the job maker scheme uh, introduced by Scott Morris and totally different to work choices, of course. We'll talk more about that later. But before that, Josh Frydenberg has been in hot water this week after he made a $60 billion calculation error on the JobKeeper scheme. That's $60 billion left over that he miscalculated. Andrew, what are you going to spend your $60 billion on? Because we've got this extra $60 billion. I'm excited about it. I can't – yeah, it's it's great that we're all getting an extra $60 billion. Um, in the account, isn't it, Charles? Uh, look, I mean, I was thinking of really, you know, maybe splashing out and going for the for the mainland Ooh. tasty cheese instead yeah, of the uh, instead of the beaker. Yeah, uh, that might be one that I yeah. pop into my trolley this week. That's very impressive. I'm going to use mine on an economy class uh, flight to Melbourne. That's actually what it costs now on the Qantas website: sixty billion dollars. Um, <laughs> Check it yeah, out. Look, I think I might even yeah. go. I'm going to be very much in Andrew's sort of section of the coals, which is Lurpak. I'm going the Lurpak. Oh, Charles. Danish. I think you might need 70 or 80 billion yeah, exactly. if you're going to go up to the Lurpak, aren't you? No, I, mean, I probably, you don't I probably can't Lurpak. afford it. I've only got 60 billion. No, yeah. Don't spend it all at yeah. once. You could probably go for like two two packets of the Devondale and then, then you go twice as long. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> and they're 500 grams as well. <clears throat> yeah. so. I do feel bad for Josh though because, I mean, I recently on a tax return, I, my total was out mm-hmm. by $60, right? So his error is only one billion times worse than that. Yeah, it's not nothing at all. It's just a rounding error. Yeah, just a billion times. Coming up uh, with COVID putting international travel on hold, Dom is going to make you feel better by looking at a whole lot of tourist destinations that you wouldn't want to go to anyway. And Andrew has a look at how cringy celebrities are getting themselves out there during the pandemic. But first, let's head over to Rebecca Dayunamuno for the latest Chaser News headlines. A homeless man has joined the BRW Rich List after Josh Frydenberg spared him some change. Mr Frydenberg said he had been trying to buy the homeless man a sandwich by giving the man $60 billion, but was later informed by colleagues that he had massively overestimated the cost of a sandwich. The lab in Wuhan that has been accused of concocting the coronavirus has asked the Daily Telegraph for tips on how to concoct something so viral that it spreads despite being completely man-made. It comes after the Sydney newspaper claimed a dossier proved that the Wuhan lab created a man-made version of the coronavirus, even though it didn't. A spokesperson for the lab said that if you want to find an institution that concocts and then spreads harmful man-made things virally across the globe, News Corp are the ones to talk to. With lockdown restrictions easing across Australia, Dettol has urgently repurposed its hand sanitizer factory to produce white-label gin. A spokesperson said the new Dettol gin was as rough as arseholes but would 
could do the job. Detol also said it would be making vodka cruises, which simply requires adding water and food colouring to the hand sanitizer. Twitter announced on Wednesday it was employing someone to fact-check all of Donald Trump's tweets. This morning, the company said the fact-checker had died of exhaustion. That's the Chaser Report headlines, news you can't trust. Thanks, Beck. Hey, Beck, from Monday, you can have parties of up to 50 people. Did you see that? Yeah, I know. It's great. I'm holding a big party with all my friends. Oh, uh, am, um, a- am I invited? Oh, no, sorry. It's just a small party. Oh, oh that, 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 I mean, that's fine. Hey, Beck, see you there. Look, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, see you there. Can't wait to see you again, Dom. Oh. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. So the big news of the week is Scott Morrison came out and he announced a new scheme. Now we've had uh, we've had Job Seeker, we've had Job Keeper, uh, but this week it was totally different, completely new uh, thing. It's the Job Maker scheme, guys. What did you think? Well, being a maker is very cool. Does that mean that they're paying people to like sit in labs and like tinker with cardboard and stuff and build little robots? Well, not not quite. The idea is. It's going to be about getting people back to work because everyone's unemployed, and uh, and the and the way they're going to do that, this is their pitch, is that they're going to bring workers and employers together, um, and everyone's got to put down their weapons, right, and just have a measured discussion. You know, stop the old combative approach was what Scott Morrison told everyone, and. Um, and just in announcing that, uh, he actually went on ABC Radio. Let's just see how he sounded uh, when he was explaining this to a journalist on the ABC on Wednesday. We've got to put down the weapons. I mean, we've got to get a better environment in which people can have these sensible discussions. We've got to give people the room to actually that. work through this. We haven't made progress in this what... area for, for you know 20 years. Sure, but I, the, the what, what did you personally learn like from enterprise bargaining? This is what I'm telling you. I've learned, yeah. Barbara. Okay. These are the things we've learned that the the combative approach, where everyone stays in their grooves and does the same thing they've always done around these issues, we've got to give this a go, and that means we've got to do things differently. See, he's totally different. He's taking a non-combative. Did you hear how non-combative he sounded? It sounds like he'd be very open to a two-way conversation, doesn't he? I can imagine you'd really get to a word in edgeways there, well, wouldn't you? Well, the, the great news, though, is that um, exactly. that journalist now being made redundant because of the <laughs> budget cuts to the ABC, so it's all fine. That's all right. She, she can go and job maker or job keeper or job or, or some one of the other job things. Job dreamer. <laughs> job fucker. Um, so, I mean, clearly... Job maker is just going to fuck workers. Like clearly, that's the government's agenda. I don't think it's any controversy. I think they would even agree with that, because it, it happens every fifteen years, doesn't it? The libs say they want to listen to the unions and workers, and then they turn around and fuck them, right? So, but luckily, luckily, the person in charge of the union movement this time is a woman called Sally McManus. She's the head of the unions, and I'm sure. She won't fall for that old trick. We want to listen to what the employers have to say and what the government has to say, uh, knowing that they'll listen to us as well. Oh, no. Oh, no, (laughs) she's fallen for it. (laughs) Knowing that. Oh, my goodness. So so anyway, so job makers... All about cooperation. That's the idea, and and so it's it's where the employers have all the power to make employees cooperate with whatever they want. That's the idea of cooperation, mm. right? Mm. So everything's on the table. You know, we're in this spirit of weapons down. 
guys, what are some ways you'd like to see where we can bring into the job maker scheme to make workers cooperate more with the boss. Are thumb screws allowed? Yes, definitely. Yes, yeah. I think they're back on. The- they're not I'm weapons. They're more fun devices. Hmm. Kind of aids, tools. I'd, I'd see them as Dommy. I reckon. Um, look, I think there's something in the medieval uh, approach, isn't there? Um, you know, perhaps a, a sort of um, serfdom type of thing. Maybe employers should start living mm. in castles and uh, and just have the uh, their workers sort of live around yeah. them on a farm type situation. They could. Um, you know, just feed off the off the grass that grows around. Because I, I was thinking we could even go back further in time and bring back crucifixion. Well, that's an incentive, isn't it? I mean, you know, maybe if, if you don't clock on, yes, uh, then you might be struck, nailed up to a cross. Wait a minute, you're five minutes late, right? Onto the crucifix. <laughs> you, you guys are being are being very sceptical about the government's efforts here. And look, I some of the other people I work for. I've been cooperating with them recently mm. and what they've been doing is not giving me any work and not telling me when I'll next have work. Mm. And I feel like we're really working together to make me feel incredibly insecure and weak and desperate. Mm. And I, I think it's a great partnership. It's like many relationships I've had actually. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> it does strike me as just your normal self, yeah. Dommy. I mean, that's keeping you. Insecure and weak. You that is Dom yeah. Hart. Yeah. It's, per, it's personality keeper. Yeah. That's my personal that, brand. That, that is. I mean, um, one thing I would say is, you know, like torture is actually outlawed under the Human Rights Convention. So some of these uh, ideas. Well, we need to discuss this with our weapons down, don't we? Yeah. But one of the things that uh, the US government found uh, officially, uh, the Supreme Court actually said that waterboarding is not torture. So actually that that could be a way through if you want to discipline your employees. Well, wet and wild sitting there unused. (laughs) That's right. You can have a waterboard slide. <laughs> I mean, cafes, that's, that's, that's somewhere that they could use their Voss yeah. bottled water, put it to good use. Yes, they could. Mm. Yes, imported Norwegian waterboarding. <laughs> make, make sure that the wait staff are there 24 hours a day. Yeah, just 1.5 metres away with one of the large bottles. I can see this working. One of the other things that you know, employers have said that they want to get out of this is flexibility, right? Mm. Uh, that's a new one. Because the whole thing is, you know, you turn up for work and suddenly there's there's nothing on, but you still get mm. paid for that whole hour. Yeah. So what I'd like to see is, you know, you turn up to work, but you, only the moments where you're actually working, you get paid, right? So every time you every time you take a breath, right, that's not working. That's on your own coin. That's true. Right? Or walking across the room, like if you're yeah. if you're a barista, you know, and you're working at the coffee mm. machine, if you have to walk across then to make a sandwich, yeah. that walking time. Nah. That should go unpaid. Exactly. You know. Yeah. I mean, blinking. Like, if you think about yeah. it, that's that's your need. That's not the employer's need. <laughs> Can't do that on company time. You should be ro- rostered on for blink breaks. In fact, I think <laughs> there should be a specified time of day during which you could do all your blinks, get them over and done with in five minutes, and then yes. you don't need to spend the rest of the day blinking. Yes, that, that's the sort of flexibility that, that this, you know, Australia needs. To get people back into work. I mean, thinking from the employer's perspective Mm. and working together on this, what they need is to replace all of us with robots. Yes. Oh, hello. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Yes. And not not just any old robots, really really productive ones from the old TV shows. (laughs) Talking (laughs) canine, the robot dog from Doctor Who, I think. Yeah, Yeah, we're replacing Charles actually anchoring the podcast next week. We're going to have Dexter from Perfect Match. 
who I think is well, probably do a better job. Well, I don't think he ums and ahs as much. <laughs> the Chaser Report. Now with extra whispers. Dommy and Charles, it's that time again when we're going to dive into the wonderful, heartwarming world of celebrity isolation videos. Let's find out what advice the famous people are doling out for us. Uh, you know, they're going to lift our spirits, and this is the segment that we like to call Isolibrity! Now, the game works like this. I'm going to play you uh, some celebrity ISO videos, and you're going to guess who the famous person is just by listening to the sound of their voice. Let's kick off, shall we, with an actor. Uh, this guy's known for sci-fi shows. There's a bit of a clue for you. Also known for a spot of ISO Shakespeare. Take a listen. Sonnet 2. And this is one of my favourites. When 40 winters shall besiege thy brow and dig deep trenches in thy beauty's field, thy youth's proud livery, so gazed on now, will be a tattered weed a small worth held. Isn't it lovely to hear a, a poem about the inevitable approach of death at this particular time? Um, Dom, do you want to hazard a guess uh, who the actor is? Oh, I, I think that's Sir Ian McKellen, uh, Gandalf himself. Is that true? Mm. No, no, I'm afraid not, Dommy. Oh, You're incorrect. Trust. Not Ian McKellen uh, reading you, Charles. I... I know who it is. I can't remember the, mm. his name, but he's. Well, the, then you don't know who it is. The bald guy on Star Trek. Oh, um, look, that, that 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 will do. Look, I mean, that's enough information. Patrick Stewart. Yeah, there you go. Dommy's got it. I'll give it to Dommy. McKellen's best mate. Exactly. <laughs> I was close. You were pretty close. You were in the what, friendship zone. Why oh. did he do a Shakespeare? So, did he find all the other celebrity videos too pretentious, and so he wanted to sort of? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. Talk to the common man. <laughs> I think Charles. I, yeah. You probably watched Miley Cyrus's one the other day. And Thought, yeah. oh, look, this is too highbrow. <laughs> we need to talk to the people. I mean, imagine having that voice and being able to walk around town going like, I should like a flat white, <laughs> please, with some cookies on the side. <laughs> it'd be wonderful, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, it'd be great. No, well, it, what he's doing, Patrick Stewart, um, star of Star Trek, <laughs> is he's posting a sonnet every single day, mm -hmm. to, I guess to try and, you know, cheer us up of course and and perhaps you know because we, we all miss going to see shakespeare plays so much <laughs> i mean don't we we just can't wait first thing after lockdown it's like shakespeare yeah we're gonna yeah. rush to a production mm. of the merchant of venice yeah oh isn't that gonna be good i, I actually i checked in again i mean that, that was only number two that was the start of his series i checked in again the other day hoping um that the new one Sonnet number 60 would be a bit more cheerful, mm. you know, and, and not be about how we're all dying. Yeah. <laughs> and well, this is how this one starts. Like as the waves make towards the pebbled shore, so do our minutes hasten to their end. <laughs> He's still at it. He's telling us we're all going to die. And he keeps, maybe, he keeps, maybe he's just trying to do an informational bullet. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's just like COVID update. The weather today will be stormy. <laughs> but it, it's funny too because hearing his voice now more clearly, I'm just thinking of Professor X. Like I'm just hearing him kind of going, Magneto is very crafty. Very a lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. 
crafty. <laughs> well, at least that would cheer us up a bit if it was Professor X. Oh, look, um, Patrick Stewart, well done, Dommy. Let's turn to um, another Hollywood star now. This is a guy who has worked with everyone. Here he is explaining the reasons why you need to stay at home. Have a listen to his voice, see if you can guess which Hollywood star this is, explaining why you should stay home. Because the contact that you make with someone who makes contact with someone else, that may be what makes somebody's mom or grandpa or wife sick. Every one of us has someone who is worth staying home for. And I am staying home... Uh, Charles, who, who do you think a Hollywood star would stay home for? Well, surely it's himself. I am staying home for myself <laughs> to protect myself from you plebs. <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of, you know, my agent, the Academy, God, the American Dream. Yeah. God, yeah, God. <laughs> Always God. Great guesses. Well, let's reveal who this star is staying home for. And I... I'm staying home for Kira Sedgwick. Guys, does does Kira Sedgwick give you any clue as to who this actor might be? I can't remember who she is. I know she's an actress, but I can't remember what she's done. Maybe she's a high-class drug dealer now in Hollywood. Maybe she's not getting acting roles. Well, you would stay home, just waiting for her to come over and deliver a big slap. I, I, know, I know this voice, but I can't remember his name again. Um, it, the, it, his name's James something. He... Mm. he does um, that movie uh, with Seth Rogen at the end of the world? Oh, it's not James Franco, is it? James Franco. That's his name. Is that his name? Incorrect. Yes. Incorrect. Uh, but, Charles, let's listen to the, the introduction to this isolation video. And if you, if you cannot guess who it is after this, then you should be isolated for stupidity. Hi, folks. You know me, right? I'm technically only six degrees away from you. Oh, God. Oh, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. It was yeah. the Kevin Bacon. He's really led into that, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's made it his thing in isolation. Mm. Kevin Bacon. He would be the worst person to have COVID because he would give it to everyone in Hollywood. He's a super spreader. Yeah, he's a super spreader. <laughs> Everyone's within six degrees of him. <laughs> the Chaser Report. Less news, less often. We're lucky to have the government's JobKeeper scheme on board as our sponsor this week. Oh, we yes, certainly are. Turns out they had an extra $60 billion bucks to spend, so the government's wisely decided to put all of that cash towards funding this podcast. And that's why we say JobKeeper is a great scheme just the way it is. No changes are necessary to it. No, no, not at all. And I mean, look, you know, OK, a $60 billion stuff up may sound big, but it's chicken feet compared to some of the other stuff ups that they haven't told you about. Yeah, and look, they wanted me to mention, I'll just check my notes, that Josh Frydenberg is a great treasurer and very good at counting. Oh, oh yes. yes, yes, definitely. Yes. Yes. The JobKeeper scheme, it, it's completely fine. Certainly worked out well for us. The Chaser Report, news a few days after it happens. Now, Charles and Andrew, because of COVID-19, of course, we cannot travel at the moment. If you look at Smart Traveller, every single country, it says do not visit. Uh, it's very, very sad because I love travelling, but I want to make us feel a bit better about it being stuck at home here in Australia by showcasing some of the worst places in the world that will make us feel happy to be stuck here. Bottom of the bucket list. Today we are heading to Tajikistan in Central Asia. Let's have some 
Tajik folk music to set the scene, shall we? Of course, this is a landlocked country, part of the traditional Silk Road. Lots of fascinating history from that era and a much less interesting present. And we're going to start in the capital, whose name I'm sure you recall, Charles and Andrew. Well, of course, it's one of my favourite haunts. I can't wait to get back there, Don't No, I've never even heard of Tajikistan, let alone <laughs> the capital city. Look, this answer is too obscure even for pub trivia. I've never heard of this city before in my life. Is it, is it something like Tajik City or something? Is it- oh, good guess. Yeah, I used to actually yeah. host a, like a trivia quiz on the radio and this one was way too hard to put in. It's Dushanba. Oh, yeah. So before we head to Dushanbe, guys, I just want a bit of a safety briefing of what you'll get in, t- uh, t- in Tajikistan. Now, the capital has very little street lighting and lots of uncovered manholes, so break a leg does not mean good <laughs> luck in Tajikistan. It's just something that happens all the time. There are frequent random terrorist attacks throughout much of the country. Don't worry, it doesn't happen every day, but when it does, it always targets tourist areas. So that's a thing. There are also lots of unexploded mines at every border region. Uh, Now, pickpocketing is common in Dushanbe. And when you arrive at the airport and depart from the airport, immigration staff often shake you down for thousands of dollars before letting you enter or exit. Just one more thing. Don't drink the water. It contains both rust and typhoid. Are you excited, guys? Rust and typhoid. Why has it got rust? Is that because all the uh, manholes are uncovered? (laughs) I think it's rust. (laughs) Rusty Uh. in there. But look, oh. it's all worth it for the st- for the sights of Dushanbe. For instance, the famous Victory Park, which has an iconic mm. tea room that seems to only sell beer. And when you visit Victory Park, you can <laughs> contemplate how nice it must have been if the cable car worked. It's been broken since Soviet times. I know, <laughs> I know you're a, you guys are both writers. You're oh. literary fellows. Um, there's the wall of great oh, Tajik yeah. writers. There's 11 of them on the wall, <laughs> statues. And I've only heard of well, one of them. more than Australia, yeah, that's Dom. Better, like, better than our arts department you're here. shitting on Tajikistan, but that's, <laughs> we don't have yep. 11 writers. No. I don't think you would have heard of any of them. I hadn't. But the only one I've heard of is Omar Khayyam, who wrote the Rubaiyat oh. of Omar Khayyam in yeah, 1100. Awesome. Things have been quiet for the past thousand odd years in Tajikistan. <laughs> well, they're too, bu- they're too busy in the tea room drinking <laughs> yeah. all the beer. You know, they don't have time to to drink, to ride. You might also like to head to the world's second tallest uh, flagpole. It's 165 metres high, which is, of course, far too high to actually see the the flag, and they were really sad when Jeddah in Saudi Arabia hit 170 a couple of years ago. They've also got the largest Lenin statue in the whole of Central Asia, uh, 24 metres high, but they've dumped it in a cow paddock because they don't like him anymore. So that's the capital. Wow. So he's, he's in the paddock now, Lenin. Yep. Yeah, he's been retired there. But you can still go and visit him. People do. They go to the paddock and take photos of Lennon with the cows uh, around him. Fantastic. So, so you would say that the best tourist attraction for Tajikistan is a cow paddock? Oh, Charles. Charles, it's good, but it gets a lot better than that. There's oh, the yeah. famous Tares, uh, There's the famous Sares Lake. Did you know that uh, Tajikistan has the world's largest lake? Um, this is not a thing I knew because I had not heard of Tajikistan. So. Yes. <laughs> um, look, it is extraordinary, very beautiful. And remember the name Sarah's Lake. Uh, it was created by an earthquake flooding a valley in 1911. The volume is 16 cubic kilometres and it looks absolutely stunning. The only thing is it's located in one of the world's most, most earthquake-prone regions. If the dam wall were to be destroyed in an earthquake, the entire country would be flooded, as well as the neighbouring countries of Afghanistan, Uzbekistan and Turkmenistan. So, you know, 
High stakes when you visit that lake, I think. Well, you know, it's an exciting, it's a bit of a white knuckle. Who doesn't like a bit of risk on a holiday though, Tommy? But look, if you guys are after a bit of risk in your, in your travel, I've got just the attraction for you finally. It's known as the Anzob Tunnel. Uh, and it is an absolute marvel. It costs $4 billion to build. It is five kilometres long. It goes under a, a mountain and it links the north and the south of the country. Look, it's had a few image problems. It's uh, known as the Tunnel of Death at the moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, they probably should have thought of a better name for a start. Yeah, I mean, if you want commuters to use the tunnel. That's the thing. It is the only way between you can get between the two largest cities in Tajikistan, which are, of course, Dushanbe and Kujand, Without going into Uzbekistan, uh, there was one dirt road that had avalanches year-round, or you could go through Uzbekistan who would tend to attack you if you went on the road. So they built the tunnel. Right. And well, and, and they built a tunnel in a high earthquake zone. Right. That's true, but there, yeah. look, there are a few issues. Now, it was finished in 2006. Uh, for the first decade of operation, there were no lights whatsoever in the tunnel. <laughs> For, for five kilometres. <laughs> now now there are tiny lights. I've seen videos every 50 metres or so. And, look, that doesn't matter. You can use your car headlights, except that there are lots of massive potholes all the way through the tunnel, several of them big enough to snap your axle. So it's kind of like the manhole cover approach but in a tunnel. Another thing, there's also water that floods through the walls of the tunnel, uh, which turns the potholes into what one motorist described as invisible death traps. <laughs> so it's like driving through lakes. And invisible. Are they invisible as well? So you, you, you just have to literally risk driving. Yeah, because there's no light. You can't see them coming up. And is this for, for your morning commute? Is this like literally you do this every day? It's the main. So if you think of the woolies of Tajikistan, semi-trailers go through this thing regularly. Look, there are just a few more issues. Uh, ventilation, for instance, it's five kilometres long. They've put one fan in. So there's incredibly thick clouds of smog and people die of carbon monoxide poisoning regularly inside. That's why it's called the tunnel, the tunnel of death. Yeah. It's not an exaggeration. So you may literally not make it through You might because, well, you've got to close the vents in your car, don't you? I mean, that's, that's the thing. You've got to remember. <laughs> you've got to use recirculate. Yeah, mode. exactly. That's and right. You'll be fine. And uh, there are also falling rocks inside the tunnel. How? <laughs> the, How? It's a tunnel. Where do they fall from? It like it was <laughs> it's earthquake prone. It's because of all the avalanches. They come inside the tunnel as well. Um, but the great thing is the Tajik authorities have found a really good way around this, which is that if you want to use the tunnel, you have to sign a waiver. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is it at the entrance? Do you, do you just pull over at the entrance of the tunnel and then sign your life away and then... I think you pull over when you see the sign saying Tunnel of Death ahead. Um, look, I'm being a bit unfair. They have spent a lot of time uh, repairing it in recent years. That means that one half of the tunnel is usually closed, so both directions go through the one lane at very, very high speeds. So it is apparently getting better. Oh, well, it's me, getting yeah. better as we go on. But the, the, the major problem still remains, which is that if you survive the Tunnel <laughs> of Death and get out, you're still in Tajikistan. <laughs> Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. This show is sponsored by The JobKeeper Scheme. One of the great things about The JobKeeper Scheme is that it's based on the promise that no Australian should lose their job. That is right, Charles. Josh Frydenberg said it himself. No Australian should lose their job. That's right, Tommy. Even if they've made a, a $60 billion mistake at work, they should get to keep their job. 
under the JobKeeper scheme, now you can be as incompetent as Josh Frydenberg and you still get to keep your job, just like he did. None of the medical advice contained in the Chaser Report should legally be considered medical advice. The Chaser Report. That's the end of the show. Uh, although, actually, we've got breaking news from Rebecca Dayanamuno. The Labor Party has bolstered its election hopes by recruiting Stephen Bradbury as its new leader. Deposed opposition leader Anthony Albanese said that he had planned to oppose the move, but when it came time to do so, he realised that he had no idea how to oppose anything at all. Back to you. Thanks, Beck. Now, check us out online at chaser.com.au. Find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and even TikTok where we're at chaser.com.au. Search for The Chaser Report and remember to hit subscribe. Uh, we're doing a couple of midweek update episodes each week on Mondays and Wednesdays now. Thanks to our producer, Mike Liberali. Uh, and anyway, we're, we're going to leave you uh, with an ad for a great new service. Um, I don't know whether you saw, guys, but uh, Dominic Cummings during the week got into a bit of strife. He's he's the sort of second most powerful man in Britain. He's mm. Boris Johnson. He's on with the ideas. Chief of staff, he- yeah. He got into trouble because Britain's under a really serious lockdown, but he decided to get in the car and drive 800 kilometres to to find somebody, while he had COVID, uh, to find somebody to do some babysitting for him, which, you know, was sort of pretty bad. Um, I didn't even think you could drive 800 kilometres in the UK. <laughs> would you be in, it's tiny. <laughs> well, in the water. I think he would drive 400 kilometres there and then 400 kilometres back. Uh, um, but then he was caught out, actually, he'd also taken another 60-kilometre drive uh, to a castle. Um, and he said, oh, no, no, I didn't go to the castle uh, just for tourism, you know, to see it. Um, I was just testing my eyesight. That's the reason I went for the drive, um, which has led to a really great new service. Are you worried about your eyesight? Uh, Well, yes, yes, I am, as a matter of fact. But you can't be bothered going to an optometrist? Yes, yes, that's me. You need the Dominic Cummings Eyesight Test. Oh, what's that? The Dominic Cummings Eyesight Test is an easy do-it-yourself diagnostic test to work out whether you can see properly without having to seek professional advice. Well, that sounds splendid. Simply hop in your car, drive 60 miles, and you'll soon find out whether you can see properly. Right. Well, I'm going to do the test now. Uh, uh, what does that road sign say? Oh, perhaps it's an eye chart. S T O. Can't quite read the last letter. Ah, must have been P. The Dominic Cummings Eyesight Test. It truly is a viral sensation. Uh, did I pass? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.